0: Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. An electrical utility turned to a novel solution to keep the lights on in a small western North Carolina town deep in the Pisgah Natural Forest. This is Topic B. The French Broad River winds its way through the town of Hot Springs deep in the Pisgah Natural Forest. It's a rural mountain community and it has about 550 folks. The problem is, like most mountainous communities that are somewhat isolated, power can be kind of spotty at times because they've got basically one power line in. And if it goes out for any reason due to overgrowth or damage or whatever, it takes crews a while to find the problem, a while to access the problem to fix it. So power outages were not merely a few minutes, you know, maybe like in an urban area but can be hours or a couple of days at a time. Duke Energy, which is the power company there, uh, was approached by the town residents to do something about the problem. And they chose a very different solution. Rather than just going and clearing the power line, and you know, which runs for about 10 miles through so some pretty rugged terrain, they actually built for this town of 550 a microgrid. Let's talk about that a minute. We know that as we're looking at electricity, and the reason why, let me stop, the reason why I talk about electricity, first of all, so much is because regardless of where you are in technology and mobility, electricity is the common denominator, and it's required. And your ability and access to it, and your ability to access it, uh, has a lot to do, again, where you live, where you work, what you drive. So for Hot Springs, North Carolina, deep in a natural forest, it's beautiful, it's rugged, and those very things that drew these people to this little town are the very things that give power utility companies nightmares. But Duke Energy being a forward-thinking company because this was not their first installation, but it was their first for an entire town, but not their first ever. Here's what they did to back up that single power line in the town they built a microgrid which consists of a two megawatt solar facility and a 4.4 megawatt lithium-based battery storage facility here's the beautiful part should they have a power interruption from the main line in the town they've already proven that this combined solar and battery storage facility can bring the entire town up from Cold start from black. Not just, you know, we need more power. No. Power goes completely out. They brought the entire town back online with just this facility. Total time it took from the time they lost part to the time this facility came up strong. You ready for it? 10 minutes. That's it. Duke Energy really is showing what can be done this is solar power by the way folks not wind energy let me be clear about that solar power and they had enough solar power where they're at to where this could be the backup to help these residents who are otherwise remote because the other plan would have been to either fortify the line in at many hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars which was not practical but this right here This could very well be the future. And why stop there? I mean, what's to stop towns like Hot Springs to say, you know, we've proven Duke Energy has helped us prove that this could be a backup. Why stop with the backup? Let's invest a little more money and build it out completely so that we don't need the grid at all. That's happening in some communities. We reported on a town down in Florida that was built specifically to withstand that kind of power outage, and they did. They were the only lights around for miles because they were built that way. They was optimized that way, again, working with the local power utility. As the power utility rethinks these things, a lot of people ask, well, you know, electric vehicles are coming, you know, we don't know how that's gonna handle the grid. Well, let me counter with something. Imagine in this town of Hot Springs, let's just be optimistic and say there was 50 people who owned electric vehicles and each of these vehicles and this grid had the ability for what they call bidirectional charging. Why couldn't those vehicles also be a power storage resource for the town in case of extended outages to even backstop what Duke Energy's already built or even feed the grid on a regular basis? You feed the grid during times of demand. You recharge the vehicles in time when demand's not that great, like overnight. I think this is the start, the tip of something bigger. I really do. That remote communities will look at this. Now, what if Hot Springs was also in a position where they could add wind energy and add more sustainables to their solar array. There's no end to where they could take this if they wanted to. I don't know the geography. I know it's mountainous. That would tell me that there should be some opportunity for wind someplace near or around town. If they add that, a small wind farm, plus any uh, EVs that are bi-directional. And I think the day is coming where this story might read In five to 10 years, hey, Duke Energy came in and they cut the cord and they set it up and we've got them on contract to maintain it, but we do not need power from a central uh, distribution grid anymore. We are completely self-sustainable. That's what I see here. This is what I see the beginning of with advanced diagnostics, advanced analytics, advanced Uh, efficiencies across the board in, in energy storage and, you know, renewables and sustainable energy and a whole bunch of other things they could do, I think this is the tip of the iceberg. And I don't think Hot Springs will be alone. I mean, Duke Energy did talk about some of their other projects that they've done, but they've never done it for an entire town. Hot Springs was the first. But I'm here to tell you, I don't believe they'll be the last. People were nervous. They didn't think that the microgrid would do it. So they tested it and Duke did a lot of explaining to let people know how it would work and you know how it would kick in and what, under what circumstances, and it worked. It worked exactly the way they said it would. I think this is an opportunity for many power companies to save a bundle of expenses, what, build a microgrid when you don't need the major line, and all the cost comes with it to maintaining the wires and the poles and the remote areas and all the overtime you got to pay when there's an outage. Or maybe you flip the script, the line becomes the emergency thing you need when you need it, and you use the microgrid as your day-to-day. I think that is probably something that could happen, will happen, as we see more and more situations like this, particularly in the, mid- in the Midwest and West where you have wind, you have solar. Right now here in Des Moines, almost 75% of the power that we enjoy here in Des Moines is from sustainable energy, predominantly wind with some solar. And that's just the tip of the iceberg with what we're going. We haven't even begun to talk about bi-directional charging. We haven't talked about expanding our solar capabilities. We haven't talked about a lot of other things, recapturing Uh, gases from landfills, a million different things that can happen and not burn an ounce of fossil fuel. Not one ounce. All of it better for the planet because we're reusing or using what we have available, which is sustainable and renewable. So hats off to Duke Energy. Hats off to Hot Springs, North Carolina. And I think this is the beginning of something great. Absolutely do. You know, I thought I would share that with you. We are the Tech Mobility Show.